Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am only one of this amazing, dynamic, incredible duo. My name is Steve. Dynamic we are. I'm the other half, and welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Dan. This is Heroes of Noise, episode 89. 90 approaches. Oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're going to be hitting We should have been here a long time ago, but it approaches. We are, and we're on our way, dude. We're, and the thing is, I'm excited. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm feeling really good today. I'm pumped. Dan, tell me about your week. I wish I had some exciting things to tell you, man. <laughs> I really do. But I have been working like a mad dog this week, which is good. You know, everyone needs to work, but I'm working my ass off now. It's so weird. It's a nice uh, change, you know? Yes. But it's such a contrast to the last year of my life that it's taken a little getting used to again. I understand. But it does feel good, doesn't it? Oh, it feels great. It's where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's just like, oh, wow, how do I fit this other stuff into my day? And I don't know if it's the weather or what, but like I come home and I'll sit on the couch and it's like, uh oh, I'm starting to doze off already in the evening. And maybe it's because it's cold. I put my Christmas lights up so things are a little cozy. Get out of here, G. Did you? I did that. So that's one thing I did this week. Yeah, that's a big deal, up. man. You got the ladder and everything? Yeah, I used a ladder. Look Steve, at this really. guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to move on up to screwdrivers. <laughs> Look next at year. this dude. Get out of here. It's a freaking ladder. I, I, I stood on steps and hung something. So I have like nice, bright Christmas lights up. I went old school, went down to Home Depot and shit and got those. Good Lord, look at this You guy. know, those those thumb sized ones, mm -hmm. the big bulbs. Yes. It's looking pretty Christmassy right now. So you're doing the Christmas time is here. Put that on while I was in. My, it was in my headphones while Dude, I was hanging lights. Let me tell you something. Something's wrong with me, Jay. Why? You know, I'm getting a Christmas tree. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just finally catching up to the rest of the world now. Domestication I'm, is like 2020. Yes. Who knows where you're going to be in 2020, dude? Listen, here's the thing. You know, if someone brought up a good point, here's what I will tell you for sure. Every pastor, especially black pastor this next year, every single one of their sermons are going to be about what is your vision for 2020? I promise you. Because 2020. I never even thought of that until someone brought it up. They're like, you already know what the pastor's like name of their sermons going to be. I was like, what do you have vision for 2020? I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't think about it. People of the congregation. <laughs> as I stand here on this podium before you on the ass end of 2019, I challenge the congregation to ask themselves, what will you be doing in 2020? Your neighbor say, neighbor, neighbor, I want. But first of all, please no, I... turn to your neighbor <laughs> and welcome them to this particular sermon. Dude, it's happening. I I guarantee you. And so 2020 is going to be a new. I mean, look, I don't know what struck a match recently. It's just I'm more excited about the podcast, about possibilities. I think 2020 is going to be huge. I think we're going to be doing big things. I, uh, um, I don't even know how to, like, there's a lot of things. I get where you were coming from now. Like when you would be like, Hey, we should do this. And we should do that. And you know, we should really get this person on. I used to be like, man, Dan is, 
that dude is serious about this thing. But now I'm like, oh, he's feeling how I feel now. That was what I was in a funk. And so I wasn't feeling that. Now I'm like, oh, you're feeling the way I'm feeling. And so, you know, when I get home, I'm excited to record something and I'm let's record again and record again. And it's like, I get that now. And I'm like, okay, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because I got so sick of waiting for you that I actually kind of slowed down and I don't care as much anymore. So the bounce is still the same. You know what I mean? So you can take (laughs) over and do all that shit. I'm going to chill. I'm going to applaud you. I love it, dude. Mr. Triple Threat. I love it. Oh, let's talk about triple threat for just a second, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Young Steven has created his own (laughs) podcast. He's branched out. I'm a a little. (laughs) It's cool. It's fine. I'm like, you know, I didn't realize when he said, let's do new things that he meant. I should have taken that because, you know, I've been told that before. Like, I just need to do new things. I need to I I need to uh, figure myself out. So (laughs) it's not you. It's me. So, you know. Here, this guy. And suddenly, we've got a triple threat situation happening. I'm just messing with you, dude. But I wanted to congratulate you on a fantastic job. And you've got some, like, some good reception so far. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's because it's on the Patreon page. And I think you guys should come and check it out. I believe Steve wants to put 957 free episodes up for you. So you can check it out (laughs) before you become a patron. But they're, they're there for you. 957 of them. 957 yeah i've been sticking to uh three a week my first thing was five and then i looked myself in the mirror and be like steven steven when you're saying that in my head i'm like oh that's cute that's <laughs> awesome good job buddy but you know that shit's not happening and the funny thing is i was like what if i just did two and then but things happen every day like stuff i'm like oh daggone it this didn't happen last yeah now i gotta talk about that thing especially now it's a nice format for you to have especially yes Yes. and your inclusion i don't know if you want me to say this or not but i'm gonna take a chance and say it anyway i think your inclusion of politics right now is it's awesome because i think there are a lot of people out there that just get the you know the peripheral stuff the stuff that's just kind of happening around you and going by at a rapid pace and you're you know you're trying to put things together but you're yeah. paying attention to it. And honestly, I knew you were into politics, but I didn't know you were that into politics. So I was actually impressed with your your wealth of knowledge about all of the, I you know, all the that. Democratic candidates and such. So, yeah, dude, for yeah. two episodes, I think you are doing fantastic. I'm only kidding with you about that other stuff. I wanted to commend you on that. Bro. No, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also, it's like I I, uh, I know when I was talking to my son, I was like, what should I talk? I mean, there's so many. I want, I want to do this. I want to do that. And he was like, I don't think people know who the candidates are. I was like, come on. He's like, no, I don't think they know. I said, well, then I probably should start there. It's a good place to start. That's probably the Yeah, that's the best thing to do is like, oh, I pay for a a, polit- a political, uh, it's like a three-hour political show every day. And, and so it's just like, not many people are going to probably are in that deep. You know, they haven't listened to the impeachment hearings. I've listened to hours of oh, it. Oh, me too. Because, yeah. And, and the thing is, man, if you... uh. I think if, especially, I, you know, I would love to talk to like Steven or Bucks and be like, hey, from over the pond, what do you guys think about what's happening over here? Oh, they have opinions. I would love to, you, I would love to be like, if they look over and be like, dude, you guys are just ridiculous over there. It's like when you walk into Y'all your kid's room and the room is just yes. filthy and you're like, what have you been doing in here? Exactly. And why does it look this way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, like, I don't want, 
I want to keep you as far away as possible because that dirt might bring roaches that infest the whole house. And that's what we're almost like, well, now anyone that comes after him in another country, they'll be like, well, it's not, at least he's not as dumb as that guy. I'm like, yeah, but we want to kind of keep the office, you know, smart people getting in, not just, well, he's not that dumb, I guess. And I think he's lowering the, the bar now for the world, Jay. He's just going to lower the bar. So I, I'm interested in what Buck, Bucks and uh, Steven is. Is it Stefan or is it Steven? I believe it's Steven. But I don't know is how to Steven? say your last name, Steven. Is it Samar? <sighs> do me a favor. We've got this lovely little thing over at, you know what? Tell you what, this is a perfect time to go ahead and do this right now. Perfect. And then I'll go ahead and get back to you, Stephen, because I've got some yes. words for you, sir. What's up, mates? This is Dan from the Heroes of Noise podcast. My buddy Steven's over there, chilling in the background, eating a sandwich, drinking some coffee. Welcome to the show. Yep. If you want to hit us up, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On the Twitters, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan at Dan Q Public, Steve at SE underscore, that's really hard to say, underscore Hudson Music. I will try that one more time at SE underscore Hudson Music. Do yourself a favor and avoid all these different links and just go to one spot, www.heroesofnoise.com. It's the place to be. It's where you subscribe to the show. Subscribe to our friends podcast. Get shirts, voicemails. I'm talking to you, Stephen. There's all kinds of stuff to do. It's fun. I'm going to put a roller coaster in. It's going to be an awesome time. We'll have clowns and hot dogs and shit. It'll be great if you like nitrates. Other than that, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet so I can get back talking to somebody real quick. My name is Dan. This is Heroes of Noise. Welcome to the show. Sometimes you got to keep it short and sweet. You know what I mean? Totally understand it, though. Totally understand it. Totally understand it. <laughs> See, now you know how I feel when I talk. Dude, it just was not. But again, go ahead. You and Steven's conversation. I was just going to say, Steven, we would love to hear your opinion on these things. And Bucks as well. We would love to hear it. And if you don't mind, we're going to put in a little request for you to just go ahead and leave us a voicemail. Play it on the show. It's going to be fun. It's inclusion, you know what I'm saying? But we would love to hear your opinions on uh, the state of the U.S. What is what we're what we're perceived as from the outside. So hit us up, would you? We'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, again, congratulations on your nuptials. Yes, sir. This brother right here being all happy in his pit. It's nice to see people, you know, if you're just married, it's nice to see that enthusiasm. And it's not that everyone doesn't have that, but. I don't know what it is about you, Stephen. You have enthusiasm on steroids or something like that. It's awesome. It's a great thing. You're just one of the most enthusiastic <laughs> people that we've ever encountered. I mean, maybe I'm including you, Stephen. I shouldn't, but Steve's got the energy, right? Muy energia. Look at you. Look at you with all of your bilingual <laughs> skills. You're going to start doing a uh, bilingual podcast now too, Steve? No, I'm not even going to kind of try to do that. But yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I try you're here's the thing you are excited too you get excited also but I think the goal of a marriage is to keep that excitement so Dan what are some good I did this for Quentin too what's some good advice you would like to share with Stephen in long-term marriages a quick and out quick and out uh you know what you got me on the spot right now because I wasn't in marital counseling mode oh i know so i'm gonna keep it simple and it's it's fairly generic actually just be honest with each other that's all just be honest with each other and if you lie lie really good so it seems like you're being honest (laughs) that's it that's that's the uh that's the shit that gets you through it right there steven okay question dan what if uh since he's a newbie 
what if his wife is like, do I look good in this dress? Always. Should you be honest? Always. Always. Not even one time be like, you know, I never really liked that dress. That comes later, not the first year. <laughs> now, like if you've been together for a million years prior to getting married, I think, you know, you should. Oh, baby, that you got to tread lightly is all I'm saying, because that's what, dude, I don't even know how. I, how do you even say well, sometimes you should just say nothing. And it's probably most of the time. <laughs> but at the same time, you want someone to watch your back, too. So if you're looking like dog shit, it happens. You need someone to tell you, hey, maybe not that shirt. But they will always, dude. They'll be like, I don't really like that shirt. But if- Well, you know, you could always do this, though, and be like, you know, that looks good. But this other thing right here looks so much better on you. And would you please, you know, and would you do me a favor? Would you wear that for me today just because you look so beautiful in it? That's dope. That is freaking There it crazy. is. Well, that is well. Give this man an applause. Steven, I hope you're taking notes here. Hope Thank you. Thank you very much. May you all have successful marriages. And I hope your wife's not listening because then you just can't use this. Line. Oh, she's listening. <laughs> hey, baby. I'm just trying to help him out. That's all. Don't listen to anything I say. It's all a bunch of jibber jabber. That is dope, man. I mean, and you're, this is coming from Dan, who's been married for 48 years. 48. It's amazing. It's true. 48 years. Hey, dude, I haven't asked you for a while. How's your shoulder, man? Oh, I'm good. You're trying to get me to say some kind of oh, ailment shit. I know where you're going, No, Steve. no, no, I'm not. I'm saying I had not asked you for ages how your shoulder <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Doing. Everything in Are my body really? feels like it's energized. Like I've had a replacement body. I feel fantastic, Steve. There are no ailments. There are no sicknesses. There are no pains. Nothing. I'm good to go. Do you understand how wonderful that 2020, is? 2020, man. You know, what do they say? New year, new me. So it's all new. What do you, do you have? Do you have uh, any New Year's resolutions that you're going to be coming up? You know, on? Steve, I think that New Year's resolutions are all bullshit. How about that? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I think they are. Wait a minute. I believe in, Wait I don't need minute. to announce that shit. I've got things in my head, but I don't want to announce them because if I fail, then now I've been, you know, publicly called out as being Can a failure. Can one? No, not really. No, no. Dan. Outside, okay, I'll give you a generic one. I'm, Thank uh, you. How Thank about getting back in shape? Losing the depression body because I'm not depressed anymore and, uh, you know, working on my barrel chest, as you would say. Oh, wait, you said I shouldn't work no. on my barrel chest. Don't don't agree with me. I, it's the first time I've ever called myself out. Stop it. Okay, here's what I'll say. Also. No, 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 no. Be I careful. Tread a, lightly. I think <laughs> I think that's a great New Year. Res- I think that's always wonderful. I think. But one thing I will say is with that one. You do have the upper hand because you know how to work out. You've worked out before. Yeah. So that's like a gimme. Okay, I'll give you a better one. Do you have one you've ne- – yeah. Here's a better one. I plan on traveling more next year. Ooh, taking like more trips. One, taking more trips with Gail. Maybe not so much the kids every time because I believe that this is a year of – not that we're having any trouble whatsoever. In fact, we're fantastic. But everything – here's another tip for you, Stephen. Sometimes you need maintenance. And uh, so I, I plan on – like working, like putting more maintenance into my marriage and having more fun and not worrying so much. Last year was a bitch, dude. This year is not going to be that. I'm talking about 2020 is what I'm talking about. This year, when I say that, is going to be incredible. 2019 that is, that, was hit or miss, really dope, man. Dude. That's really like I, my plan is to uh, recently I talked to a friend of mine. He was in town, but I wasn't able to make it because it was just it w- would have been crazy. And um. He was like, dude, seriously, when are you coming to Hawaii? I have a house. What's the problem? And immediately I was going to be like, yeah, man. And you know what I told him? What's that? 
I said I'm going to come this summer. Well, there you go. You should. You've told Off me about. The, I remember I you talking about that a no. couple of years ago. Yes, exactly. But now I'm like, I don't. What's the problem? Hawaiian flights are. He said the most expensive thing is the place to stay. And guess what? You don't have to worry about. What that. if he goes? Oh, by the way, I'll be there, and we only have one bathroom. I that would have worried me. That would have worried me. <laughs> look, look, here's the thing, dude. I still might get a hotel because of the bathroom situation. I like to be able to sit and read and chill. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I would much rather stay in a resort, some hotel, some place that I could call my own temporarily just because, look, it's been a while since you've hung out, right? So what if you get to that point where it's like, this is cool, but man, I could use a break. I think when I get to Hawaii, everyone that's told me, they're like, my only worry is like, if I go there for a week, they said the first week you're going to just be in shock for a while. Of how beautiful it is. I'm like, I don't know. And my mom went for the weekend because she had a wedding out there. And she said, Steve, it's it's, it's pretty wild. How pure, She went for a weekend? A weekend, dude. Because someone oh, flew her man. out for their week. No, that's super yeah. cool. I would do the same thing. But I would be on my way back like I just didn't get enough Exactly. Time. Personally, weeks. I think you need 10 to 14 days. That's to- And that's what I'm like. You know what? I need to do a two-weeker so that I'll be like, first week. It's like, show me around, show me everything. And then the next week is just me kind of sitting on the beach being like, Hawaii, huh? Yeah, I did 10 days for the honeymoon. And I can tell you that, like, we went hard, though. We did the whole, we're going to go here, we're going to do that, you know, everything. We had had an itinerary, but it wasn't so crazy that we couldn't sit back and enjoy ourselves a little bit. Yeah. But we did everything that we wanted to do. And by 10 days, I'm like, you know what? As much as I love this place, it's going to be nice to come home. Now, would you would you say uh, did you do the uh, helicopter trip or no? No, no. We did a bunch of stuff that we did. Some we went to Maui, so we did snorkeling and Molokini, which is this big crater. Ooh. Oh God, what else did we do? We did parasailing. A lot of it actually. Oh, we did like the luau thing, of course. Uh, but a lot of it was us being tourists for like the first few days. We did the touristy stuff, and then after that, we just started exploring the island. And there's so much you can do there, dude. It's great. And then, of course, there were those days. You know what? Let's just chill. We're on our honeymoon. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's relax by the beach. That's the goal for me. I think I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go out there and just uh, like rent a motorcycle and just kind of take the take in the scenes. You're going to do a luau? I don't think I will. You should. Oh, let's see. But that's going to be horrible for you when I think about it because it's going to be like, and now let's lift the cooked pig from the pit. Yeah. And serve and it I to don't everyone. know exactly. Uh, yeah. I was like, for me, I've seen it so many times that I'd want to be like, how about we do something we haven't seen on TV before? And like it's tradition, go into, though, man. Is it? I know when you get off the plane, they put a, a like a the lay on you, and then you could tell everyone you got laid, and then go, <laughs> "Did you do that? Aren't I witty?" And they're like, "Nah," because the last ten thousand people have said that. Okay, okay, that's you would have done it too, wouldn't it, you? And for me, I just want to go and check out. Um, you know, I just want to go out there and look at the beauty. I do want to go somewhere super far. Like, I want to go to UK or Australia. A friend of mine is in going to the UK on a tour this weekend, and uh, he, I was like, he went to, before he went touring out there. He's like in between shows. He went to Abbey Road, and I'm like, how was it? He said it's pretty crazy. Like, it's insane when you're looking at the Beatles picture. You're kind of just like, you get this emotional, like, oh, my God, this is where they, like, it happened here. You need, And I'm like, places like that, I need to go. I need to go to, you know, Australia, visit Stephen, 
You know, I got Steve and Bucks and everybody. I'm like, there's no reason for me not to do these crazy things because even if you come back with like $9,000, $10,000 on your credit card, you're never going to be like, sure, wish I didn't do that. You'll be like, I went to Australia and the UK. How crazy is that? This is That's a lot of credit using right there, bro. Eh, you live once, I hear. That's what I hear. You live once and you pay forever. Would you go, what, what, is there any specific, because there's a lot of, obviously my dream is probably Switzerland. Really? That's my ultimate place. Okay, why? Not that I'm saying it's a bad place, but why Switzerland? Only because of the beauty, and I I would want to stay in like a cottage off the lake, like by the mountains, and I don't know if I'd come back. (laughs) I'm not sure, you know? Like I told somebody, I was like, Everyone would know me. They'll be like, have you met Steve? They'll be like, oh, the black fella? The only guy here? Yeah, we met him. <laughs> <laughs> we know who he is. Lives right down the road. Have you met Steve Hudson? <laughs> Hooben Blurbin. I don't even know that's how they... <laughs> wow, they say Goobin Blurbin? <laughs> At least I did a generic accent. You went with Goobin Blurbin. Blurbin, Flurgen, Fliegen, Flurgen. That's what I said. You're, now you're suddenly you're the Swedish chef. I know that's where I got it from. Oh my god! Oh my! Do you know? You know what's funny? What's that? They speak German in Switzerland. Are you sure, dude? It's pretty crazy. Let me make sure. <laughs> I'm. You could pretty much tell me anything, and I go, "Well, that's cool," because I don't know. Yeah. I'm just happy that I'm going to Chicago. Like I'm getting out of the state. Yes, yeah, Swiss German. Okay. I All thought right. it was. Well, there you go. I was dumb, and I'm not going to tell you what I thought they spoke there. Y'all speak Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> they speak Swiss, right? And they're like, "Oh dear Lord, God have mercy on my soul." <laughs> I was sitting there looking through a through a podcast how to speak Swiss, and they're like, "We think you mean German." I saw this video the other day. Maybe you've seen it, and it's this racist woman mm-hmm. who's. Matt, I, I, you know, there's a lot of them. Out there's there, a lot. So let, me yes. narrow, let me narrow it down. But this particular woman is mad at a Mexican guy. She's like parked in back of his truck. She's like, he came out of the bushes and there's like a whole construction. I think it was like construction garden. There's a bunch of people that were doing something at this particular site. And these people in this car are like, yeah, that's they came from that site. She's like, no, nah, he's here illegal. And they're like, you're just full on racist right now. She's like, what'd she say? She goes, uh, my nephew is black. And my other nephew speaks aloha. So no. No, she did not. Damn, <laughs> yes, she, she didn't did. say that. That's not I true. I swear. That's the best part about these videos is if they have to be out there, it shows how fucking ignorant most of the people that make a scene actually are. Right? I mean, Dude, that it's a spotlight. Dumb. It's a spotlight on stupidity. And I love it. And I hate that they exist. But if they have to exist, at least people with clear minds go, oh, look at that shit. I'm going to stay so far away from that. I'm just going to live my life 180 of that and I should be okay. Oh, totally. And I, you know, I think of a lot of my, I know for me, um, unlike, you know, like my sister's a genius at geography. I'm not good when, when people are just like, well, here's where this is. It's in the Northeastern section of Saudi Arabia. I'm like, dude, how do you remember that? Like, how do you remember where these places are? And so, uh, you know, when I'm going, like when I told Borges, I was like, yeah, they speak German in Switzerland. She's like, that makes sense. It's da 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 I'm like, I don't know geography like I should. I just don't. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, maybe when I visit these places, I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of, um, you know, I kind of understand a little more. I just haven't, like, what's the farthest you've gone? Is it Hawaii? 
What's further, Hawaii or New York? I think New York is further. Then that's the farthest I've gone. That's far, dude. Yeah, it's pretty far. That's pretty. That's pretty again, though. Far. I'm going to Chicago. I think you're going with me. It sounds I like am. you're going with me. That's a start. It's a start, but that's a good start because it's in the first quarter of 2020. So I'm making good on what I'm saying. Th- I'm going. That to is really. More. That's actually really dope. And I, you, I didn't send you the clip of that plane sliding off Chicago's airport. Nah, it's cool. Don't need <laughs> to. Like, are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, this is a dangerous situation <laughs> because of the freaking ice. I assume we're going to fly together, right? Yeah. Because we should be fly or, you know, fly or die together. Oh, for sure. Really how for we sure. should be. For, for but I'm thinking sure. that um, I don't know if it's going to be like a Bloody Mary that gets me through the flight or two or three. Or maybe I need to do something with nature's finest and just chill myself out a little bit. But you're going to see a very weird side of me when we take off. Like white knuckling, pasty face, possibly a gag or two. Like I get super nervous when I fly. And then I'm fine. Once we hit the regular, like where we're supposed to be, the right elevation, I'm good to go. But that takeoff is a bitch for me. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it not even down. It's just interesting. Um, Have you heard of a podcast called Inside the Black Box? No, I have not. It is a podcast that breaks down plane crashes. Oh, I'll be sure to listen to that. Don't. don't. Because you know what it showed me? It showed me that the smallest thing (laughs) can just. And then you listen to the black box and they're like, hey, what's going on here? Click. I'm not too sure. Click. Huh. Pull up. Click. Literally two minutes later. Pull up, pull up, pull up. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It went from, huh. You hear that? Click. No, I didn't hear anything. Click. Maybe it's this. Click. Pull up, pull up, pull up. I was like, oh my God, have mercy. <laughs> I'm like, that happened so fast. And then the the the, the uh, narrative is really like monotone. He's like, he says, from takeoff to crash was 45 seconds. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. 45 oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. I know. I was like, at least an hour. They're like, no. Nah. It traveled up all the way to like 10,000 feet and goodbye. And then it fell like and a block. And then fell like a block. And it's like, that's what scares me. But the thing is, again, we're safer in a plane than in a car. We yeah. are safer. I'm not going to even go into it thinking that way. Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen and oh, there's nothing it. that we can do no. about it. You know what I mean? I don't mind. I but. really, I genuinely don't, don't even, because listen, if, again, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. No big deal. I think my, <laughs> what I'm most nervous about is just, um, I think being there in a new place, you know, you're in a con, you know, how do you do the, uh, oh, there's stuff we're going to have to learn how to do. You might want to talk about that. Like, how do we use our badges? What do we do? But go ahead. Would you like to talk okay. about since it kind of ran right into it? I've got plenty to talk about. But before I do that, Steve, let me just go back to Patreon real quick because I don't want to forget this part. We have two new patrons this week that I want to thank. I'm sure Steve wants to thank. Do you have the notes in front of you? I do. Then we can thank them together, sir. First one, Mr. Kevin Shanks. What thank up? you very much for becoming a patron and joining a part of the Heroes of Noise cause. We appreciate it. Secondly, Steve, go ahead. Paul the Hitman Heart. Paul the Hitman Heart. 
You're the man, Paul. Thank you very much for your patronage, sir. Yeah, I don't even know if he'll know what the reference is. I'm not oh, sure. On. He'll know. He might be young, but dude, thank you so very much. And people, go listen to him and Rebecca's podcast. That's right. The animated Batcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for that recovery. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I would have, honestly, like if I would have said it, I think I would have got it. But I chose to give that one to you, so I slipped. <laughs> you caught me slipping. Sorry, Rebecca. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Hey, by the way, you know, uh, going back to what I said on the on the page, our web page, if you go down, scroll down to the bottom, you can actually get a link to their show right there. It's called the Animated Batcast. It's everything the bats. It is, is such a at. freaking roll off your tongue name of the podcast. The Animated Batcast. Like the Animated Batcast. Mine is uh, hard to uh, say. The Steve Animated Batcast. I should have been like the black man's babble on a babble. Something, something you're, like No, yours sick. is good. You just you have to hit it with a uh, like a cool mode kind of a. Oh, yeah. Like, hit it with a Kumo D vibe. Say, your, say the name of the podcast. All right. Steve's Triple Threat. Is you that know what I'm saying? Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Steve's Triple Threat. A Steve's tri- tri- Triple tri- Threat. Wow. <laughs> 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 that's real, G. But yeah, the I like animated it. backcast, it just flows, dude. Animated yeah, backcast. It's a great show, you guys. Check it out, seriously. We're not just saying that because Paul was nice enough to contribute to the Patreon cause. It's a damn good show. We love Rebecca, of course, too. These are two She's great dude. people. She's I have a friend of the show. Yes. Well, so is Paul, actually. I talk to Paul often. And I'm, I'm not sure if you're going to be at C2E2, Paul. I'm not sure what neck of the wood you live in, but I'm hoping that you're going to be there, too. Oh, you too, for Shanks. Sh- for sure. I know Shanks is dancing around with it a little bit, but I know he's got some plans that he may not be able to break. He has some forensics he must do. Right. He's got some poisons he must study. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, you know what's funny? It's like... uh Anytime. I wonder if he likes the song Poison. Oh, come on. Which I wonder if he likes the band Poison. I wonder if when he's making a drink for somebody, he's like, hey, what's your poison? Oh, that's really slick, actually. Huh. Any, are we, did we cover it all? I we think did, we right? did. There's no other one? Okay, I'm let's thinking, move I'm on. thinking, I'm thinking. Um, no. Yeah, that, I think that's it. Wait a minute. I wonder if he likes Anthrax. Because it's Poison? Yeah, it is Poison. It's a reach, but I, you no, know, but what? he has to deal with forensics, you know, so that's a, that's actually a chemical anthrax. Nothing okay. He's going to run into <laughs> probably. You're making me think too hard now, Steve. I was just going with poison words that have like sentences that have poison. Oh, in it or, you know. I was going for any chemical, my chemical romance, possibly. Oh, that are you excited about the, my chemical romance reunion, <laughs> Kevin? Cause it's big news. Huh. Big news. Huge news. What other chemical band names are there? I think that's it, right? Oh, people I are think so. yelling at their radio. I There's can a Mr. Bungle you. song called Chemical Marriage. That'll I can't work. think of any other chemicals, though. Oh, they're yelling at their radio right now. I promise you this. And they're going to be a list in our community saying, what about this, this, and this? You know what? Speaking of that community, I wanted to thank yes, the sir. people that are contributing regularly Thank you guys so much for keeping this page alive because I don't want to give the impression that it's dying, but we're a small group and the more you contribute, the more it helps us grow. So thank you very much. I know there are a lot of shy people that may be listening right now that are more comfortable being like spectators, not contributing. And that's okay. I'm not going to press you to do so, but we would like this group to continue to grow. Now, what I like about this though, is that it's not growing too fast. So, you know, we're, we're actually, we have a rapport with a lot of the people that are on there, the ones that want to contribute, we have a rapport with them, and I think that's fantastic. It's not like we just got a bunch of people, 
and we don't know who any of these people are. My point is, is that I think that even though we're a small group, we have a very strong foundation. And I thank each and every one of you that contribute to that. It's awesome. Thanks very much. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. Seriously, that, there is nothing better than opening the freaking Facebook app and seeing a bunch of messages in the, in the um, community. I just love it. I love reading through them. I love, uh, you know, seeing what people have to say. Speaking of which, Stephen um, posted posted a really cool uh, thread. He started a thread about coffee. And that had me, like, reading. I just sat down and was like, oh, my God, this is so... Yeah. Like, it was so That's crazy. That one brought people out of the woodwork, actually. Because I think maybe it's more of a common ground. Everyone drinks coffee, right? Most people drink coffee. Exactly. So all these people were like, come out, come out, wherever you are. And they were just like poking their heads up and talking about the coffee they drink and whatnot. And if that's what we got to do to get some social interaction, then that's what we'll do. But Stephen, props to you for starting this nice thread. And we learned a little bit about coffee. We learned about we the different really types did. of coffee. I found out you drink Pete's. Pete's is good. Pete's is, I'm drinking it now. Major Dickinson's blend. Are you drinking Major Dickinson's blend? I am. And I'm also, I also have some toffee nut. Uh, from Starbucks. Well, that sounds like you need to go to the doctor for that, bro. <laughs> that would be, sounds sorry. painful. Doc, I got a little toffing nut. He's like, here's some ointment. Ugh, we were just like, hang there. <laughs> I'd be like, whoop, whoop. I don't understand it. It's just, if I reach down to feel what's going oh, on, it feels, dude. Like, it feels like hot toffee. Listen, that's so gross. <laughs> that is so gross. Oh, and I got so pumpkin nasty. spice. But Pete's well, is the one I go to. I won't to hold that against for you. Normal, uh, like if I just want a normal, run of the mill, everyday, really good coffee, I'll go to Pete's. Or I'll go to Coffee Verona from Starbucks, their K cups. I'll go that direction. But You and your cups. Geez, you and your K cups. They're so good, bro. And it, listen, I used to drink a pot of coffee a day, like seven cups. I would finish the pot. Now I don't. I just don't. I just drink two cups. You know? So did you do that because it was available or because you felt like you were wasting it? I It was just there. It was hot. It was there. I would be bored sitting there and just pour another cup of coffee. Now I don't do that. Now, it's funny because when I first uh, got the Keurig, uh, the wonderful Keurig, I, I had headaches for a while because of the caffeine that just wasn't there. But now right. it's just perfect, dude. If I, it's like it's you weren't perfect. you weren't missing it, but your body was. Yes, and it felt really, really good. And I just I love, uh, but I also tried different things. Like looking through the the um, thread, I there's a lot of coffees I never heard of. I'm like I've never even heard of this coffee before. I'm gonna try it, and so I'm I'm definitely gonna expand my, um, my, but I'm wondering should I even try it if I used creamer. Because will I taste a difference if I use creamer? That's my question. Some people taste differences because it's black. They just taste black coffee, so they know the difference when they get a new cup or a new new grounds. But since I, you know, drench mine in creamer, I'm like, am I gonna really taste a difference? I don't know. Peach well, tastes different to me. Oh yeah, I mean, creamer makes a huge difference. I don't like any of that stuff. Though. I'm super boring. Just give me espresso, and I'm good to go. I don't need any cream in it. Water it down. Give me an Americano. I'm chill. What's the difference between espresso and coffee? Uh, I believe that espresso is just a finer concentration of it. And it's just ran through a little bit of hot water is ran through it. You don't get as much. You get like a shot of espresso. So you, you know what I'm saying? So like you brew coffee. If we're talking coffee, I'm not a barista. I, I could be completely wrong. And quite honestly, I don't give a shit. But since you're asking me, 
uh, I believe that it's if you're brewing coffee through a traditional coffee maker, then, you know, you're, you're having a, um, what am I trying to say? Like you have more water in it. So it's not as concentrated. The way that they do it with an espresso maker is they take this certain amount of espresso and then they just blast a little bit of water through it. So you end up with a shot versus like a whole pot of coffee. I did not Stronger. know that, Dan. And then an Americano, Steve, is just watering down that espresso shot or several shots with hot water. And That's you don't put any creamer in your espresso. Nah, son, I don't do that. Ooh, that must get you going, bro. You know, you get used to it after a while. So if I've not that bad. If I've said an extra shot, they're putting espresso in my coffee. Yes. Oh. And that's how I order pretty much everything. I'll take this with an extra shot. Dude, they put an extra shot in my coffee one time and I was sweating by the time I got to work. I've been there before. It's kind of a nasty feeling. Yeah, it's a nasty. I was like, oh, dude, I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to do that again. But yeah, I was, I was, but when I got to work, I was like, let's get this out. You got to get this. You got to, they're like, dude, you are Steve.com. I think I'm saying this wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Are you familiar with the, uh, the Kopi Luwak coffee? Um, the monkey coffee? Um, I am only because of the days that I was uh, listening to um, Joe Rogan when he was an actual informative podcast. So I heard it from that. You know what it is then. You know I where do, it comes but from. Tell the and... listeners though. It sounds well, gross. But apparently I thought good. it used to be I thought it was Blue Mountain Coffee, but I think I'm mixing them up. So I read about it the other day just to get the name of it. Mm-hmm. Kopi Luwak Coffee is uh it's it's from this one particular region and what it is is that the the coffee bean cherries are eaten by the monkeys, the local monkeys. And then they're Why would you digested. Talk to black people like that. Yes, that's unnecessary. Fuck, dude, that's messed up. Like don't even put that out there. That's, <laughs> that I, since okay. dickhead went ahead and ruined my whole thing, I would like to say publicly, and I will put some em- emphasis on this, I did not just refer to black people as that terrible thing that no, he just said. No, take it away. Clip it out. All right, go. Nope, not going to do it, Steve. Okay. I'm not going to do it. I just find it interesting that brothers that eat the food and do that, that's a weird thing to say. Go ahead. Please, what? more about these monkeys. So Kopi Luwak coffee is, I don't know which reason it's from, but because I guess I could just open up my phone. No, no, no. I got you. you that. I got you. I'll find out. But uh, okay, cool. So what it is is in a certain region, which Steve is going to give us the information on. There, the resident monkeys in the area will eat the coffee beans, the coffee cherries. They will eat them. They will digest them. They will excrete them, meaning they shit them out. Then somewhere at some time, somebody had a fantastic idea to be like, "Hey, man, you see these shit, these shit beans." <laughs> Like, I don't know about you, but I haven't had coffee for like a good month. We're drunk. Let's try it out. And somehow, apparently, it's supposed to be really, really good coffee. I'm hoping that they washed off the beans. Do you see how much it is, G? It's really expensive. I know that. $600. For what, a a pound? I'm about to find out right now. Jesus, dude. Are you kidding me right now? Are you? I mean, you'd be kidding me because I didn't know this information. I just knew the, the name of the coffee. Okay. Uh, coffee while whole beans, 100 grams is $116. Damn. <laughs> but I really like coffee. <laughs> That's the only excuse. I, I just really like coffee. But dude, we should talk. Would you drink it? If I could come across some, would you drink it? Oh, no. There's no question. It's coffee, so I would drink it. Hey, are there any rich Heroes of Noise listeners right now that may be having some of them monkey shit coffees? Because if you do... Send us some. Please send us a sample. We don't want a whole pound. We get it. It's expensive. But if you're buying this shit, money's clearly not an object. 
and you're literally buying shit. So do me a favor, send me some. I would love it. And then I will share it with, with young Steven here. I appreciate it. Don't we have a, a P.O. box? We do have a P.O. box. Do you happen to have that information handy? I do. Because I'm serious about this. Or if you have any other little tokens of love or, I don't know, Christmas cards, perhaps. I was actually thinking of sending out Christmas cards to the community, Steve, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Probably not. not (laughs) Sounds like a lot of work. It's a lot of stamps. Oh, by the way, guys, I'll let you know right now, if you've been wondering, our patrons, where's my t-shirt? Where are my stickers? It's all going out next week. Matter of fact, I was just waiting on one more shipment, which is arriving today for a certain special person that we like to refer to as Favon, and I'm going to send everything out. So anyone that was, you know, promised a sticker for the tier that you're on, ringtones, all that stuff. If you haven't gotten any of this, by the way, please let us know because I'm still figuring out the whole Patreon thing. But just so you're aware, all of our little perk, our little swag gifts and all that, that's all going out next week. little Thanksgiving treat for y'all. Yes, sir. Just sent it to you. Okay, let's see. I suppose you could have read it, but that's cool. You, know. <laughs> you were <laughs> in the middle the of talking, so I was like, I'll go ahead and just send it to him. Yeah, let me just stop the show and find this real quick here. Okay. So it's been about 10 minutes I had to find this, this uh, here message here. Here we go. <laughs> remember that title for Tier- Heroes of Noise. Yes, yes. So, P- <laughs> so Heroes of Noise has a P.O. box. So if you ever want to send us any type of physical trinket, you know, whatever. Trinket. A trinket, a, 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 what do they call those? Tchotchkes? What else? You know, a knickknack, mm-hmm. something like that. Or, in this case, shit coffee. Send it to, not, you know, it's got to be the real deal. Don't just shit out some coffee and send it to us. Yes. Because that would be nasty. P.O. Box 27224, Fresno, California, 93729. That's the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. Heroes of Noise, no. P.O. Box. So, obviously, if you're sending it and it's going to be to Heroes of Noise, yeah. please address it. Also, and I got, I never said it on the show, but thank you so much, Jonathan Root, for the CD. You're killing. Love it. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still waiting on that one, Jonathan, but I echo his sentiment. No, I'm giving you yours. I'm sorry. I've been listening to mine. Sometimes I... um I forget that we have the P.O. box. I'm like, you know, it's better to send it there so that, you know, I could, you know, swoop over there. And if there's any powder on top of it, I'll be a little bit leery. So I see y'all out there with that, you know, sending me some old drugs. I see y'all. Is it safe to say that you don't check this P.O. box on a daily basis? I check it on a weekly basis. Okay. So if you send something that is a little time sensitive, like, I don't think you're going to be sending us any uh, eggs or anything like that. But You know, small child, Eggs. anything like that. Yeah. But you know what? The Just poop coffee, I might have know. to get it. You what? I'm sorry? I said if it's the poop coffee, I probably want to get it as soon as possible, especially if it's in the summer. Yeah, don't send it in the summer. This is definitely something that you want to oh, send yeah, early yeah. spring, for sure, or fall. Hey, can I, can I, I got a question for you, and I could totally Google this, Dan, but I want to hear your opinion. All right. Why is fall the only, like, season with two names? As in autumn and fall? Yeah. I really have no idea okay, for you, man. Okay, never mind. I wish I had some <laughs> bullshit for you. <laughs> I just found it. I found it, it, it wasn't even in my range why, of bullshit. Why is that the case, I wonder? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Can you answer this question, ladies and gentlemen? This is what, this is what we're talking about, okay? www.heroesofnoise.com. Leave us a voicemail. Podcast at gmail.com. Leave us an email. Like, Answer these questions for us. But before we move along to who knows what, I did want to give you guys a C2E2 update. We were talking about Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Steve, did you get yours before I say anything? Yes, I did. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is fastly becoming a reality because your boys just got press passes for C2E2 all three days. I'm ecstatic about this, man. This just, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, we could have paid for our passes or whatever, but the fact that we have press passes makes it that much more exciting. And it is just one more step to getting us, like, to me, I almost feel like we're not going to get there, but I'm totally going to go. Oh, we're going. You know, we've had trouble getting to Los Angeles before. So it's like, you know, it, there's this part of me that has that little bit of doubt. But no, I want this so badly. I want to meet you folks so badly that we are definitely going for sure. Oh, for sure. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Super, super excited. Now, you did mention sh- Midwesterners, please let us know if this is even going to be possible. Let Steve know. I don't think it's going to be possible. Without like suffering is what I'm getting at. You had mentioned that you want to take in some sites in Chicago. Of course. And I do too. But I hear it's going to be like just ungodly cold. I ain't worried about no cold. Okay. I hear it's below freezing. Getting my new glasses. I'm getting my new glasses for this trip. You're going to get some new spectacles. You said I can't wear no contacts. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to get some new glasses too. That's just part of it. Like I was going to get new glasses anyway, but... We should roll up with our new glasses on. If you guys don't know what we look like and you're looking for us, I'm sure one of us will have on a, at least one day we'll have a Heroes of Noise shirt on. But just look for the two coolest fuck cats with new glasses on. You dang and that's skippy. us. You dang freaking Skippy. Oh, yeah, man. I can't I'm so wait. excited. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped on our like get together when we all get the podcast together. That's going to be so much fun. I'm bringing mics. I'm bringing a recorder. I'm so looking forward to talking with some of you, all of you actually, but like there are certain people that I cannot wait to see. Nana, I don't want to single people out, but Nana, I can't wait to see you, dude. Uh, Bucks was going to go. Bucks can't make it. I'm looking forward to seeing Brian and Jake. I'm looking forward to seeing Rebecca, Melissa, all y'all. I I, I want to see you. I find it very interesting that he was able to make it to Egypt. I find it very interesting. Maybe, maybe if I have him play, maybe if I have him play for me. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if I do a song or something. Oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe he should bring <laughs> Groove Zoo. Just bring all of Groove Zoo and you guys can play a gig for C2E2. Oh. I'm sure it's not that hard. We could have a C2 Groove Zoo. Groove Zoo C2. <laughs> R2D2. Yeah, something like that. But uh, in all seriousness, I just can't wait to meet you. Guys. I really can't. I guess, yes, there's no question. It's going to be fun. On that note, we have something special that's coming up for you guys. It's going to be happening pretty soon. We're not going to say what, but we have a mystery guest. I think this is going to be cool. It's going to be podcasts colliding. That's all I'm going to say about it. And we're going to be doing that on December 1st. That week, you will get the surprise. Can't. I'm excited. Freaking wait. I'm very excited to talk to this person. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time since I've actually spoken to this person. And, um... I mean, like, you know, like actually spoken to them, but I'm very curious to see how it translates to this show. So it's one of the shows I've been most excited for all year, and I can't wait for it to happen. We'll see. We'll see. We'll let you know more about it as as we get closer. I'm wondering how difficult it's going to be when we get to Chicago. How many people can we get on one podcast? And then everybody can use that as their podcast if they want. (laughs) Well, without getting all technical about it, my recorder will hold four microphones. It'll record four different tracks. So if people don't mind passing the microphone around, we can get a lot of people. We can on. get a lot. And then, you know, the interesting thing is I was, are you going to only take carry on? Oh, dude, I'm going to be looking like, uh, I'll have like six bags of shit. 
So you're going to have to have some checked in. I'm going to have a full suitcase that's containing all of the recording equipment. Oh, but you know how to do all that check-in stuff. For me, since it's going to be my first time I, flying in about 20 no, years. No, I don't. You don't? Dude, I'm serious. I'm so, like, what's the word? I'm so naive, I guess I could say. So am I, G. Like, when I'm, here's the thing. I was so funny. I'm glad you brought this up. Well, yeah, you did. Um, I was at Fresno Airport recently. Um, and I looked at the line at the airport, and I was like, do I know how to book a flight here? Like, do I, I know that you get to the front, but would I be that customer that's like, what do I do next? How do I do that thing? Where do I put my, like, I'm going to be that guy where everyone behind me is like, are you kidding me right now? Are we joking? Have you ever looked at an airplane before? Nah, you know why, man? Because they are, I mean, I guess in a perfect situation, they are sort of, they're trained. They know how to get a lot of people through in a quick, amount of time so i'm thinking that they're gonna have your back like do this okay now do that now do this they're not gonna sit there and wait for you to get the cues they're gonna be speeding you along if you're slow like how do you do you know how to check in a bag like i know that i'm supposed to check in this heavy of a bag do you know that stuff yeah you have your plane ticket and it says report to this area so you can check in you check in i want to say it was last time i flew and had to check in a bag it was like 25 bucks a bag maybe that's gone up i bet you it has but you do all that right there. They weigh your bag. They put a little sticker on it and everything, and they send that one off. You don't see that until you're done. Hopefully, you'll see it again. Oh, but then you just, right? But then you just have your carry-on bag, and you just you just roll in with it. I think I'm going to try to only do a carry-on because I'll have three pairs of jeans, one pair of drawers because you could just wear that through the whole week, That's baby. That's true. You just, well, actually, it's like having new underwear two days of the three because you just turn them inside out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good idea, man. I need to pack a little lighter. I may do that myself. What if I just, you know what? I think I'm going to just like, okay, you, what are the most amount of shirts you need for three days, four days? Like, I would say six. I will overpack for sure. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to bring, but I'll definitely overpack. And some, Because I yeah. want to be ready for anything. I don't know where they're hanging out afterwards. I don't know if we'll see anyone until the evening when everyone meets up. I don't know how this is going to work. We have these press passes. So I don't want to like, I don't want to commit to anything until we get there and kind of figure out the groove of things. I, I want to learn how to pack like, uh, uh, what's the uh, George Clooney in that one movie where he's like a flying set, a flying person that, that all he does is lay people off. And he was like, you have to fit everything in this bag. I need to start rolling shirts like in that cute little roll. That's what I do. Oh, you know how to do that, John? Yeah, you just roll up your shirt. Yeah, without it being wrinkled though, because otherwise I got to iron it. Yeah, it's easy. You just roll it up, and and uh, and there's there's many YouTube videos, I'm sure. But I just roll it up. I I never have a problem. Well, then, so the only reason you're going to be checking in a bag is because of your equipment. Yes. Okay. But you're going to take your equipment on the plane, right? Well, it's going to go on the plane, but I'm not going to have it where I'm sitting. Oh. Why would I need it? Well, no, I just I know a lot. Like when I know uh, my friends get really trippy when they're going like with their music instruments. They're like, oh Jesus. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm a little nervous okay, about it, okay, okay. but I want to be ready for any situation. So I'll have, I don't know if I'm going to bring mic stands. It might just be a handheld situation, but I'm going to have several mics. Uh, sir, if you can bring one, I'd appreciate that, but we can talk about that later. And then the recorder, you know, headphones, splitters and shit. There's going to be a lot going on. I can't, dude, I'm really excited, bro. I'm so pumped about this. It's crazy. <sighs> and the fact that I really wish Gail was going, but she can't make it. I'm hoping she changes her mind, but if she can't, it's going to be cool just to 
just to hang out with all these people, these voices that I've heard, these people that I've talked to through Facebook and Twitter and DMs and such, and finally put the faces to the names and hopefully we all like each other. What if it would be weird if we all got together and like no one liked each other? Like, oh, no, oh, we're wow, going to all we just we're going to all love we should have just stayed anonymous. But you know what also is out there? <laughs> What's that? The Laugh Factory. You know what else is out there? What? Lou Malnati's Pizza. I don't know what that is. It's Chicago style pizza. I hear it's the freaking bomb. Like I hear I've this. heard conflicting stuff. Well, I have some friends that uh, are from Chicago, or at least uh, one of them is. She grew up there. Doubles. And, and that is what they like. They'll have that shit flown in to California. Dang, dude. Well, you know they're rich white people, but what are you gonna do? And I'm thinking about you know what? I am gonna have a cheese pizza because I can since I have my hotel room. But I am gonna check out some of their deep dish. Perhaps we go to a a a a play or two, go to the Laugh Factory, see some comedy. Then we're ready for yeah. the, whole, the whole week. Ready it's, for the I, world, as they'll say. Oh, Sheila. I don't. Oh, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I tell you I went to the gazebo gardens? Wait, hold on real quick. What the fuck's up with the beginning of that song? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I think, oh, Sheila. And then it just never does anything with bad British accent. Again. Because people were so cool that you could just do anything you wanted to back in the day. I think it was a little cheesy. It was cheesy, but I still just like, yeah. That's, uh, that song is jamming, dude. Like to this day, I let Maj hear it. And he was like, man, this junk is jamming. I was like, I know. I know it's jamming. We have the best music. Jeez, that, listen to that. What? Like I always say, it's good for the geese. So good, it's good, good for, for the gander. gander. Oh, Shayla. Oh, Shayla is what he is, says. That would be a good, that's what I want you to do for karaoke, Dan. Uh, Let me try it out real quick. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> What's up, C2E2? <laughs> you got your boys on the karaoke mics. Oh, look at Rebecca. She could dance. Look at her. Check it out. Look at Brian on the floor doing centipede and shit. Talk about, ah, uh, baby. I don't know the song. I'm okay. sorry. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I brought it up. I was at the Gazebo Gardens, and I, I sat at this table, and I had my cassette shirt on where it has all the old school cassettes. Yeah. And the whole table was naming off. But when they got to RTW or RFTW, they're like, huh, what is that? And this big white dude at the end with a checkered, like, Hawaiian shirt was like, ready for the world. Great album. (laughs) I was like, like, what? You're like, oh, I had that album. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm front and I know all the lyrics and shit to that song, but it's like that. They were bigger than I thought. They were bigger than I thought. That was a huge song. I did not, because I was young and I just remember hearing my uncle play it, but apparently they were like, they were like the thing. And so I was like, for him to know, oh, I had that album in high school. Yeah, we all listened to Ready for the World. I'm like, in Fresno? Like, yeah, we all listened to everything you have on your shirt was what we listened to until Nirvana came out. I was like, I did not know that. I did hey, what not was know their that. other big song? Do you remember? I know you do. They had two, they had as two I recall. Big songs? Well, oh, Sheila. I almost said, oh, Sheila. Why did you, yeah, I was like, you put a little thing on it. Well, oh, Sheila Steve. was one of their big ones. It was a number one. Eight. But then they did have another one off of the same album. Do you remember? It's not, it's not Tender Lover. It's, um, 
I don't know. Maybe this will jar your memory. You know what they say? What's good for the goose <laughs> is always good for the gander. <laughs> oh, Shayla. It's the same fucking song. Nothing? No, let me hear the chorus. There it is. No. They said it already. Digital display. Oh, I've never heard that song. What? Never heard that you song. You said you had the album. No, they said the white dude had the album. I said, oh, they were big here? Because in my brain, everything that was in LA, Fresno never got. <laughs> Interesting. And he's like, uh, yeah, we had Guy. I said, you had Guy? I remember Guy. I don't know why I do. That's what I'm saying. And they knew everything on my shirt. The dude next to me said, where did you get it? And he got on T Public and just started being like, I'm buying that. I'm buying this. I'm buying that. I was like, you can do that at home, you know. There's a, there's a place you could do. You're starting to really trip me out because you're going to, now you're going to uh, Gazebo Gardens. Well, it's funny because I walk in. Here's the quick two-minute story. One-minute story, actually. I'm go- we're looking for something to eat. We go to Heirloom. Heirloom was a little bit too wine for me. And I was like, I'm not feeling really comfortable <laughs> here. And so um, we call and uh, there's a place. She's like, okay, I found Planet Vegan. I said, Planet Vegan, where are they located? She said, hmm, says you have to call. We call, find out it's a um, it's a um, food truck. I said, yes. where is the food truck? They said, this food truck is at Gazebo Gardens. She's like, oh, let's go. I'm like, okay. We get there. There's hard to park. You know me. If I'm not really into something, I find any reason. No, I can't see you being comfortable <laughs> with this. Thing. Exactly. That's and why I, was, I said, I was like, oh, I, I knew why you were there. I just didn't know go. what got you there. Did exactly. not want to go. And so she's like, if you don't want to go, it's fine. I was like, no, let's go in. And the first sign is like, talk to strangers. I'm like, ugh. So I, we sit alone and I go get our food. Walk up to Planet Vegan. Black spot, all black people working in that truck. I said, I'm here. And so I order, <laughs> I order some food and I take it back and she's sitting with a bunch of people. She's like, I moved. And it's a, like a, it's a table with a bunch of fire down the middle with like a fireplace down the middle. So we sit down and I immediately just love it. I was like, I love it. Why was I so, I love this sort of thing apparently. That's, you know why? It was Hey, old Steve, meet new Steve. That's what I love. And I was just having fun talking to people. The drinks were like a dollar. You go. And I was like, how much is a Snapple? Because I got like three drinks, two Snapples and a Sprite. And she said, there's a $5 minimum. I was like, that's not $5 there? She's like, no, it's $3. I said, wait a minute. (laughs) I love it. What did you have? What did you have at this vegan place? I got an impossible. bump. I got an impossible burger. And I got a, a bunch of Chris Crush fries and she said, are you sure you don't want to just split or just split one order of Chris Crush, Chris Cut fries? I was like, no, trust me. Trust me. I need a separate order. Wrong. Wrong. That mug. Huge order, right? Humongous G. And it was just there. Apparently, because randomly I go to the, uh, she's like, yeah, it's my daughter's cousin that works in there. I go to work. And I'm like, yeah, I went to Planet Vega. And another girl's like, yeah, my cousin works in there. Same guy. I was like, oh, you guys are related. And uh, I'm the only one that didn't know about Planet Vegan. Everybody else, I went to the church when I was playing. I was like, hey, went to this awesome place, Planet Vegan. And my boy was like, uh, this uh, kid was like, is it a, he's a vegan. He's like, is it a, a a truck? I'm like, yeah. And he smiled at me. And he was like, 
a bunch of brothers and sisters. That's like, yes. He's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And like, I knew. He's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He said, yeah, you're the only one that doesn't know about this food truck. It's popular. I'm shocked that this is the first time you went. Look, it's fantastic, dude. It's fantastic. You know what? Planet Vegan was actually out in front of our work yesterday. On Fresno Street? Yeah, we have a farmer's market there every week, you, every Wednesday. Dude, it's so good. And I ended up going with this Filipino place. So next week, maybe I'll try Planet Vegan. Yes. I, it, now, mind you, um, not saying it's pricey, but the burger's $11. You think I can't swing it? Bro, you know who you're talking to here? I'm Dan fucking Ramirez, all right? Dude, we know you're re- wealthy. We know this. I'm just kidding. You are <laughs> wealthy. Joking. You are wealthy. No, I'm not. Okay. No, I'm not. I did this because of you. I'm expanding off of your old joke. I am not wealthy. You are wealthy. Don't have people breaking into my house trying to steal shit. It's all I got. Bro, which, oh, bro, have you seen? I can't do this. We got to move on. We got to move on. Move on to what? I think because I want to. <laughs> We're the heroes of noise, man. I want you to talk about what you watched. But I will say the OLED TVs are inhuman now. They're oh, not. Are you talking about OLED? Is yes. that what you're saying when you say? The o, yes. What's the O stand for? Um. Oh, my God. This looks amazing. LED. <laughs> oh, snap. LED. <laughs> like it's. Uh, we see why you would think that, but it's actually O-dip. 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 Hold on, let me see what. What does O-L-E-D stand for? There we go. Other level. It stands for organic light em- emitting diode. Wow. I did not know that. Now, you know, if you go buy one of these televisions that in 2021 is going to be obsolete. Oh, well, the OLEDs are here. LED is gone. OLEDs are here for a while. That's what I'm saying. And you're going to buy it. And then in like next year, it's going to be like, oh, you bought that thing. Well, check this thing out. It's always that way. Dude, right? It is. I showed because she, she was going to buy an LED. I was like, no, you got to go OLED. And so we go to Costco and she's just like, oh, my. Because the thing is like a 40 inch OLED She's like, but why can't I just buy that 80-inch LED for the same price? I'm like, there's a reason that that massive thing is as expensive as a smaller OLED. She looked at the OLED, and they had, like, this thing dripping honey on the thing. She's like, oh, my God. But see, that's how they get your ass. Because they got me when I bought my 4K TV. Yes. You know, they're obviously going to put up the finest video that they can as an example so they can sell this to your dumbass. Not your dumbass. Anyone's dumbass. And what I'm saying is... There's only, like, for instance, the cable service I have, there is one 4K channel. That's it. Yes. That's true. And it sucks. Yes. That's very... Well, 4K, is, it's kind of going to be difficult right now for 4K to actually... Because in order for you to stream 4K, like, legit, you need that, like, gigabyte, that gigabyte broadband. A lot of people don't have it. And you need a gigabyte router. Most people have routers they bought five, six years ago. No, I'm set up for You it. are set. That's what I'm saying. But other people, since most people aren't there, they're probably not going to worry about it. And so that's going to make it, do we make a bunch of channels for customers that aren't going to, we don't have enough customers to even make that many channels. But once everyone has OLED and everyone has a gigabyte router and everyone has uh, uh, um, a 4K or the uh, uh, gigabyte uh, broadband, well, then, yeah. But, dude, those things are expensive right now. We got away from the kind of $2,400 for an OLED TV. Yeah, and next year, seriously, it's going to be probably under 1000 Oh, for sure, because the new one's going to come. The new OLED right. is going to come. It's uh, always the new shit. Well, Same they, thing with phones oh, and sure. everything else. Well, they are. They came out with the wall. Have you seen the wall? I think it's called Sony's wall. 
It's a hundred. Is that the one that is? Yeah. yeah it's I've like a hundred. It's like a hundred inch OLED. And yep. that is going, when you walk into someone's anything, if you buy a 60 inch, if you walk into someone's house and they have the wall, it's going to make you, when you go back to your house, even though you have a massive TV, it's going to make you be like, eh, and here comes the Joneses, dude. You're going to be like, well, I guess we could just get 80, right? For sure. Because when you have this massive wall of a TV, A, you don't need it unless your living room is like, what is it, more than 50 feet back? 30 feet I back? think if you don't have an actual theater in your home, <laughs> it's a waste. Seriously. I mean, like, an, you know, I'm not even being dramatic. Like, if you have, like, uh, we know someone that has a theater in their home. I've never seen it, but we know, Jesus, we both know this person, Jesus. right? So like would you say that that theater, so would you say that would be the, good out, that would be a good place Even for though it? He has, I would have, his TV is probably like 80 now. So, oh, what a fucking loser. Yeah. It's, he has like 80 <laughs> in all of them. He has a, you know, those chairs you have, he just has them interlinked, like about eight of them, one behind the wow. other. That's too much money to have. Don't get me, don't, don't get me started, G. Do not freaking get, and, but another option is, like, I looked into, because next year I'm going to be doing a projection for Halloween. And um, so I've looked into the projection and the projection cost, but they're like, but you can also use this to project movies onto a flat wall, which I have in my backyard where I could put chairs on the cement. And so I was like, I'm going to try that one day and just project a movie onto the back wall of my house and have people out there with, you know, like, you know, like blankets and chairs yeah. and watch a movie. And be like, a little summertime you. theater. Yeah. And like, invite you and Gail and we'll watch, like, you already know what we're going to watch first. It's going to be Harry Met Sally because it's essential. And uh, we'll just watch a movie. What if you just went, you know, hardcore porn? <laughs> Gee, do you know how funny? See, Dan, <laughs> that's why I'm so mad. You are so fast with that stuff. You would have Because said, I have a filthy mind and I said, I thought you're going to put porn on dude, your wall. That is, that would have been so much more funny. I am angry okay. at myself. And I would have been like, nah, oh, that's You know what? So honestly, funny. that's a throwaway in my opinion. It's Let's really not, dude. It's really not. But we need the thing. Here's what I'm getting for, getting to. You're right. The OLED is going to be passe in a few years, but it's always going to look great because of, I mean, it's just going to look good. Our eyes can only receive a right. certain amount before you not, you don't know the difference. And according to that known, uh, know your tech uh, podcast by, uh, I'll say his name afterwards. He's on a a slash cast that we listen to. Um, but he was like Peter Serretta? No, uh, Hardware. He has a um Devinder Hardware, because we won't we'll forget, I guarantee it. It's Devinder Hardware. Yeah, and he has a new tech podcast where he talks about here's the new stuff you should know about because he's, you know, the editor of these this, you know, these uh websites. And he's like, there's only so far we're gonna be able to go now because your eyes just can't tell a difference they're like so if you're gonna buy oled oled's gonna be in for quite some time they may get new amenities with it like smart tvs and smarter this and you can do this he's like but the the visual your eyes can't really see much better at this point a lot of people can't even tell the difference between 4k and they're not some people are like looks the same to me it doesn't matter to me you know it's not a big deal so if you have a oled you're gonna be fine my goal is to one day buy the wall. You know your boy, Jay. I want to one day buy the wall. That's you should, if that's what makes you happy. It's 13 racks. That's the hard thing, yeah. Oh, if that's what you need to feel validated, Steve, then I think you should buy it. <laughs> How impressed would you be, Dan? You walk in, and you're like, you're like Damn, look at 
Steve got a small dick. Look at that. That's, that's compensation right there. You know what, G? You know what you would say? You'd been like, oh, so you needed nothing for your studio is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right. You got like, everything. You can't buy you an need. iPad for some sound effects. but uh, Oh, I found another you know. way to do that, too. Anyway. There's, you know what? Honestly, there's many ways to do that. Yeah, you're right. Well, no, no, no. But the most obvious way, one thing I have learned about the iPad is that like when I'm, because I run uh, Logic when I'm doing the um, music for the churches that I play for, I run Logic through their speakers for band members that aren't there. I just program their parts or like synthesizers or brass hits. I put it into Logic and run it. So I'm just playing behind Logic and the drummer plays along. What people are doing now is they're triggering those with their iPad wirelessly. And so they'll just have Logic running and they'll have the controller in front of them triggering it from the iPad. I said, the iPad is just amazing. It's over. If you're a musician or a podcaster, you kind of have to get one because it makes everything easier. You can adjust everything with it. And so I'm like, okay, I need to just get the iPad. I'm just debating the Pro or... You know, the the air that's or the mini. I mean, that's that's the only thing I'm debating at this point. That's it. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff you just said sort of makes sense, but I, I kind of want you to come over and show me how to apply that. Oh, yeah, you could wireless. You could actually wirelessly make your iPad the controller for logic. It'll be like, OK, okay. you're controlling the mixer from your. So when you're like uh um so when you're like on stage, it's just so much easier just to. You know, when, you know, instead of because right now, if I wanted to solo out the like the bass player comes in, I have to turn to the right, lean over, do the trackpad thing, click the solo, then walk away for, or then turn around and keep playing or while I'm playing, I'm doing it. Whereas if you have it set up right in front of you, I put solo or mute on the iP- iPad and it mutes it on logic. And some people just use it for mains. It's just the iPad. Mac knows what it's doing, G. It wants to you, think for you. Are you referring to the screen splitting thing that's now available with Catalina? Is that what you're getting at? No, 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 no. Well, no, it's like, you know, it's it's just, it's all it is is using, you can use anything as a logic controller is what I'm saying, like a wireless logic controller instead of, but it's mostly for performance or if you have, uh, uh, if you're running, say, your Mac just through the, you know how you don't, you only have the tower, you don't have the screens. You right. could just wirelessly use your pad for the screen. That's all. That's all. And that's the only, the only reason I, I was just always wondering, like, how do touring musicians do this? And they're like, yeah, we control it from our iPad because we can't use the computer. We just, you can't keep on turning around when Billy Joel is giving you signals. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, wait, I'm looking for my laptop. They're like, we control what the laptop is doing from our iPad wirelessly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's fancy schmancy. Well, no, dude, it gets fancy. Well, I'll send you a video at which, uh, like, main stage, which we, you and I, never open main stage. Main stage, if you put, like, say you did Mary had a little lamb, and you wanted to be like, hey, on on, I want an organ in bar four. When you put organ in bar four, it changes the sound of your keyboard in bar four, and then after bar four, it changes right back to whatever sound you want. It changes oh, cool. while it goes. I'm like. That's why people use main stage. Yeah. Th- I could totally see this being like, people are like, what are they talking about? Some people but, are like, well, Bucks is going right, to be like, welcome to 2019. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 2019, yeah. Bella. Yeah. I mean, you're enlightening me on a lot of things, but I'm totally into it because I like pushing them. I like to, you know, know what I can do. You can do how I can what, push those boundaries. Your setup, G, Dan, 
Like you, you do magic with your setup and the, 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 you never have to buy another thing ever again for your setup. Your setup. But you is, know, that's not going to happen. No, you're going right? to upgrade. Your, you're probably going to get another laptop. I see. A, I'm ready to get day. one of those. Uh, no, I want to get one of those mixers like the Roadcaster Pro where everything's available on like, I, you don't need to, again, we're getting technical, but like, there's no need to have this weird wiring setup for mix minus. In other words, how we're talking to each other right now and you're hearing sound effects and whatnot. Yeah. It's all encompassed in this one mixer. How, how much? Oh, you know what? You were, you've been talking about that for a while, dude. Yeah. I think I'm going to wait for version two to come out, but I think the existing one is around 600. Let's say 600, but there's another one coming out by zoom. Who's huge in the mixing game. And they, there's just like three ninety nine, and it's pretty much the same thing. I wonder how far we are for everything being in the box. Like as in logic just figures like you can now do everything. You do not ever need an external mixer. We have figured it out and we, you can do everything internally. Honestly, you know what? I think I, and it's so stupid why I won't go and buy one right now. I think we're close to answer your question. But uh, the reason that I don't want to buy one right now is I'm wanting them to put one in where there's vocal effects. I know it's really stupid, but every once in a while, I like to talk like this. You know what I'm saying? I, so when they can do something like that where I don't have to have an additional piece of equipment, then I'm going to totally I know buy the, it. Well, I know the mixer that I use at my church have vocal effects. Well, this mixer obviously does too, but I'm talking about the, the Roadcaster Pro. And oh, the, they don't have what the vocal model effects. Is. To the best of my knowledge, they don't. That and I know it's a really, it's like a really petty thing to be stuck on. No, it's a, that's like, I'm shocked that they didn't integrate that into the, that's a shock. But maybe they're like, no, because whatever you use it for, you're probably going to need that. That's weird. I didn't know that, Dan. You've, you've enlightened me. I know a few people that listen to the show actually have those. Uh, Chris Eaton, I'm actually talking to you. Is this something that is doable now and I'm just not hip to it? Let me know, please. For sure. Um, but I do want to talk about one, a uh, few things before we leave. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, so, so Dan hooked me up with a, um, you know, a, 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 what do you call it? A promotional tool for Disney plus. I have a promotional. Yeah. Some okay. other dude named Dan, not yeah. me. Dan hooked me up with a promo where I put in a code and the promo. They're like, Hey, you have Disney plus for free for a while and it's going to end. So in this time I said, you know what I'm going to watch? The Mando Lorian. You watched, did you watch both episodes? I watched one and a half. Okie dokie. All right. So All I started right. talking about it a little bit last week. I'm very curious to see what you think. This is, people, you got to please understand. Don't hold it against him. Do not hold it against me. I'm not into, I'm not a Star Wars fanatic. Okay. Don't come at him with that geek shit if he says something wrong. And I won't do the same thing either. Steve. Yes. Maybe. And so, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I come in and I turn it on. Number one, I love the helmet thing they do at the beginning of the episode. I never fast forward it. <laughs> Are you talking about the where they show the Kylo Ren and the R2-D2? Oh, and the that is all that? so cool. That is very cool. Yeah. I was like, who came up with that? That is so dope. No, it's very nice. I watch it every time because it just looks gorgeous. And so the first scene happens on The Mandalorian. Immediately I'm in. And I'm like, now it just has to lose me because I've heard that the first episode wasn't that great. People, I love this show. And I mind you, maybe some Star Wars fanatics are like, eh, it didn't do a this and it didn't do a I loved this episode from beginning to end. When it ended, I was like, what the crap? That's it. 
I was like, I thought it was going to be like t- an hour and some change, like The Walking Dead or something. But the last visual they put with him looking down at us, some of y'all haven't seen it. He's looking at something and they zoom out. I'm like, look at that scene. Oh my. And he puts his finger out. Oh, it's so good. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. I've kind of ruined it a little bit for some people because, oh, you know what? Speaking of that little dude or that little thing we're talking about. It got me banned from a Disney Plus subreddit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't I mean to. It was complete naivetainment. Yeah, it's totally a spoiler. I'm just getting used to Reddit still, and I didn't put the little spoiler filter on it, so it That'll popped up. It. Yep, it was a you know, do you like this or that kind of a situation? Who would you save situation? And they got back to me like, you have been temporarily banned for 20 days, and I took offense to it. I get why, but I'm like, hey, listen, I understand, but. This is just me being naive. You know, I, I feel like that's a little bit harsh. You know, oh, how about serious, I don't do that dude. again? No, they downvote you. It's over. And they said, um, they said, spoilers are a serious offense. So I went, <laughs> I probably should have done this, but I'm like, well, aren't you fucking dramatic? I said, all right, never mind. And I just left it at that. <laughs> yeah, you just got to, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm shy. I don't do the subreddit. I read subreddits. I've never understood the whole posting thing. So I've just, I normally, the thing, the, I saw the picture too first. But it wouldn't have spoiled me because I'm not a fanatic like that. I would have just been like, oh, that's adorable. Oh, that's probably such and such. You know, I'm like, that would have, I would have been like, oh, it's a whatever. But I'm kind of glad I did get the, the, um, the spoiler because if I wouldn't have gotten it, I would have been like, what? Wait a minute. How now? How did this work? But since I got it before, I didn't even think about it anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that this was going to be a thing. Otherwise, I would have been totally like, what? How does this work? But I love um, I love how there's a part where a certain person wants to use a certain power that a certain person has. And he keeps on being interrupted. And I'm like, this is so good. This is because I want him to use this power. But he's like, ah, get back over here. I'm like, oh, this is. And let me tell you something. Every time um, Pedro Pascal, when he's frustrated, you can like see it. Somehow he's able to convey that emotion through a helmet. I don't know how. And like when the dude said, I have spoken, he just is like, (laughs) you see him like shake his head like uh, he's like, this guy. And he doesn't say anything. You just see his helmet be like, oh, boy, (laughs) this is going to be a long trip. I'm going to tie something together for you. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I know you've seen the movie like once or twice, but so you've seen um, Empire Strikes Back, right? Yes. Okay. So in Cloud City where Lando lives. Yes. Do you remember those little pig dudes? No. They're like a little worker. They're called Ognots. Okay. And they're, they have a very small part, but they're like the factory workers of Cloud City. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that is one of those guys, the one that I have spoken, that's an Ognot. This is post Empire Strikes Back, post Return of the Jedi. So I think they've all disbanded and they're doing their own thing on different planets, right? Yeah. But that particular Ognot, do you know who that is? Do you recognize the voice? Oh, no, no, I do not. Nick Nolte. That's not Nick Nolte. That's Nick Nolte. I have spoken. Yeah, He's that's doing him. a great job. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know you haven't seen the full episode, so I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, that, uh, yeah I, I, I like him on there. I know that, um, what was his name? Um... Dang, what was his name? When I saw him, I was like, oh my God, look at Homeboy. He's in the um, Mandalorian. Um, Are you talking about the guy at the beginning on the speeder? Yes, and I forgot. Oh, Brian Posehn. Brian Posehn. Yeah. 
when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, dude, this yeah. is crazy. What in the world? You know what? It's driving me crazy because I was actually looking while you were talking. I was trying to figure it out. And I know Brian mentioned it on Pop Culture Leftover. So good on you, Brian, because I can't find it right now. But uh, the blue guy at the beginning of the first episode, the first bounty. Yeah. He's also someone that's pretty popular. And I just can't find out who it is. But I was like listening to the voice. I'm like, oh, my God, who is it? And I just can't find the information on it. But it's somebody. I just have a bad memory and I can't remember what Brian said. But uh, yeah, that's also someone that you're like, oh, find them. oh, look at you on there. Yeah, please do. All right. But Carl Weathers is on there. I mean, it's they've got a pretty stellar cast, to say the least. But this whole surprise, I'm going to be careful with my spoilers now, but the, what we were talking about earlier, the little surprise at the end of episode one has kind of captured my heart, man. Like, <laughs> I, I want one of those for Christmas. I don't know where I'll put it in my tree, perhaps. But they're not making anything because I don't think that they wanted to have any spoilers out there yet. So they wanted to keep everything nice and secret. So there's no this character toys coming out. I'm a little bummed out about that. I am. Here's, um, here's my, my thing. It's like when I was, when I was watching it, I came in with some fairly high, um, this better be good kind of shit. I, well, it's better not be like a, like it might be over my head. That's what I'll say. It was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Um, it's totally not though. Right. Dude, if you've never seen Star Wars, you would still like this show. Just because it's been in popular culture, you know the characters. And there's nothing that's going to... Like, I didn't even know what the heck a Mandalorian is. I don't know what it is. I still right now don't know. I'm imagining they're going to tell me, I hope, or I hope they don't assume, you get it. You kind of know what they are. I don't. In short, it's just a certain race of warriors. And I was like, where do they come from? Why do they do this? Who trains them? How do they learn how to fight like this? Like, I want to know all that stuff, and I'm assuming they're going to tell us. Or I, They better. I think, I mean, oh, I think I thought it would it be an actual Wars. lost opportunity oh. if they don't give more Mandalorian backstory. They probably will. Who knows? I thought, see, I thought you were, I thought it was going to be a, um, a thing where, uh, like, it, Oh, no, don't get me wrong. People know. But I just don't really get into the expanded universe so much. So, honestly, I'm a little ignorant to it. To be, I mean, I, my love is in the movies. And everything else is just kind of extra to me. Yeah, dude, this this show, dude. Holy crap. I like that it's set up like a spaghetti western. That's what I really like. I love the fact that they're like, hey, um, we're going to be having fun. I understand that like, I've heard people say that it was very slow. It was not slow at all for me. I even said that the first 10 minutes were a little bit slow, but really it's not that slow. Like it's just, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but- now that I reflect on it, like I think it's kind of perfect. It is a, they're doing oh, everything the way they're supposed to be doing it right now. And here's the thing. And here's the, I, I'm going to tell you this one it. thing yeah, too. Yeah. I think a, I think a lot of people are saying this, and I'm one of those people. This is true Star Wars. You know, I mean, people are going to disagree with me because it's such a divisive platform anyway, but or a franchise, I should say anyway. But you know, like this feels like something that George Lucas would have done. This doesn't feel like something J.J. Abrams is involved with or, or, or Ryan Johnson. This feels. Like it came from George Lucas's mind, even though I know it truly didn't. I think he did have some opinions on it and maybe, you know, put a little bit of input in. But it just feels like it's back. dude. It feels like it's just a, it's a new thing. It's fresh. And it's doing what I think Star Wars was intending to do the whole time. So, you know, kudos to John Favreau, who recently I heard it might be taking over a lot of the Star Wars franchise. now. It would make sense, dude. It would make sense. He, he has He's good. the thing. He's yeah. so good, dude. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people are worried, but it's like, again, it's always going to be that way. There are going to be millions of people that hate this upcoming movie. Episode nine, you know, it's it's there's a lot riding on it for a lot of people. I'm cool with it. I, I kind of know more than I care to now. Somebody shared some spoilers with me, which, of course, I didn't have to read, but I was very curious. So I read them all. So I kind of already know what the movie's going to be about for the most part. I'm looking forward to it. I just think that some people may be actually I know some people are going to be completely pissed off because they hate J.J. Abrams or. I saw this character doing this and you you ruined the franchise. You betrayed like people are saying you betrayed us. Fuck off. Well, I I will say this. Um so far I haven't seen this on uh, I haven't seen a bunch of you know haters and all this stuff. I haven't seen it on this show yet. People that are just like uh if they're like I don't really like it. I haven't people I haven't seen people come for folks's neck. Yeah, I agree with you. Which I haven't seen a, that either. Which is a plus because totally a plus. I expect it's a Disney plus. I, oh, I know, I know. You oh, can slap man. me later. Oh, by the way, the actor is Horatio Sands. Thank you. And here's the reason why I forget that. And I remember thinking this when he said it. I can't stand Horatio Sands. What? I don't know why. I've you know what? It's like a Fred Armisen thing. Some people get it. Some people don't. I have never ever cared for Horatio Sands when he was fat. Now that he's skinny, it doesn't matter. I don't like his style of humor. And I remember the thing that got me about that particular character was like, okay, everyone has some form of an accent. If it's not an accent like a you know like a created language, then they have probably a British accent. That's usually how Star Wars goes, right? But he was just talking like a normal guy from like you know. Out of, out of like uh, Jersey or something. I don't know. Just some place. It didn't sound right to me. It didn't fit right. And I'm like, I don't know why this guy's bugging me so much. Everything else around him is happening. It's pretty awesome. Guy kept bugging me. And then when Brian said that it was Horatio Sands, I go, that makes all the sense in the world. I just don't like him. You know who I get him confused with? Who's that? Uh, what's that guy's name? Josh Gad. <laughs> I Sometimes I call him Horatio Sands. <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know if I personally would, but I, I can kind of see that. No, I, I shouldn't because I was about to be like, but he was so good in the movie with Lupita Nyong'o, the zombie movie. I was like, wait a minute. That's Josh Gad. Oh, you liked that one? I love that movie. Uh, maybe I should come back to it. I got bored. Super I really quick. like I mean, there's other movies out right now that I would recommend people seeing other than that yeah. one. But I think Lupita is Lupita is a freaking star, dude. Um, but I, I think you just like looking at Lupita. Oh, she's amazing, G. Oh, she's amazing. But I will, I will say this. I'm almost tempted. If it wasn't for spoilers, I would almost just want to let them stock up, like a bunch of Mandalorian episodes to just stockpile and just watch it all at once. I can see that happening. I just know that I won't be able to do it because I'm so into the show. It's so good. Dude. Like, I'm so into the show, bro. Right now, I'm actually looking at a star. It's a, called a Black Series figure. It's a six-inch figure. I went out and bought a Mandalorian because it's so dope-looking. It. Well, that, well, it's a, it's a dope-looking character. I love how they melted the... Like, there's a part where they melt something and make something out of that thing, but then the yeah. person says... Have you something something? And she's like, soon. I'm like, wait, did I? What, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Like, what? And I just thought maybe Star Wars people know what that she's talking about. Yeah, I won't front. It's like, I love the movies. I've read a couple of the books and everything, but you could, I could get schooled so fast on the expanded universe by people that I just go, you know what? You do you. I'm glad you like it and that's good. But yes, there is a, there is backstory to pretty much everything. Which is why this little reveal at the end is is jacking people up because 
there's really not, there's like one other member of the species that I can think of in the entire universe that I'm, well, you know, there's, there's the main one. Then there's another one that came out a while back that has a very similar name. And then there's this new one. But other than that, there's not a lot of information about this species. One more thing. Is John Favreau a genius? Oh, wait, wait a minute, Dan. <laughs> okay. First of all, clean out your brain. Do not uh, consider that John Fab had all these millions of dollars to work with, all this money, all this stuff to work with. Okay. Yeah. And the person I'm about to compare him with did not have that. Okay. Go for it. Kevin Smith or Fab at this point? Oh, Fab, all the way. Okay, hold on now. Considering John Fab had money thrown at him. Yeah. Smith did not. I don't know if Johnny Fab comes up with tusks. I think that uh, Smith has definitely more of the grassroots thing. Creativity. And he's really built his brand from the ground up. Like he, yes. you know, in the 90s, he was riding kind of high. Yes. Not the highest, but he was riding high. And then he fell. And then he did things like, well, Tusk is great. But I mean, yoga hosers or Oish. even like Clerks 2 was not my favorite. You know, there's Oish. just, it just, it really just depends no, on right, what you, dude. but with, you know, no, no Kev Smith, no Johnny Favs. Mm, no, I can't say that. He inspired a whole lineage of filmmakers to do something by the, I say no Kev Smith, no rounders or no, um, no, um, uh, what you call it? Um, come on, Dan. Um, Fav's first movie that he directed. Swingers. Swingers. No swingers, dude. Well, you know, you're right because, or at least I think you're right because, you know, I do think that Kevin Smith's humor and his style of filmmaking did sort of inspire like a whole way of talking. Yes. So many different catchphrases. Bingo, Dan. That, that, you know, that actually roll over into different decades and people still say those things. So yeah, I see what you're saying there, but I think that they're different enough to where I think that Johnny Fabs would have done this anyway. I see. Here's what I think. Like for me, I had not heard number one, when Kevin Smith started, I had not heard of people putting movies on their credit card and just filming at their jobs. Never heard of that. And then it exploded. And I never heard of blog or blogs and people writing up on the internet, keeping in touch with their fans and then view askew.com. Never heard of anything like that. Him keeping in touch with everybody and interacting with fans and all that jazz had never heard of it until Kevin Smith. He was on the internet thing so early. Now, I'm certainly going to give him the credit where it's due. Like he is an innovator. He is an innovator. It's just, yes. he's not in the same, what am I trying to say? He's not at that same level anymore. And I don't, I kind of think that whatever he does from this point on is going to be the same way. You're, you're, you're never going to get nineties Kevin Smith again, that kind of popularity, that much impact and, and influence on filmmaking. I don't think it's there. I think his time is past. I totally, it, he's a yes. huge contribution. He's a huge contribution to all of to it. the film. And here's here's my worry. Here's my worry. Like I like to in the it's just like with Prince. You're just like, oh yeah, he's great. He's great. He's great. And then when he passes, he's like, oh my god, he was amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. I want to give him his flowers now, Kevin Smith. Like, if I were to talk to either John Fav or Kev, I would actually sit with Kevin, only because he seems like he's the one that I would want to do more of in my life. Making the things on my terms, how I want to do it. If you like it, you do. If you don't, you don't. And uh, and the fact that he like he did something with clerks that was unheard of, and what made him think he was going to get away with it, and he did. 
Whereas John yeah. Favs, you have Iron Man, even though it's a tangential character, and you have Swingers. The reason Swingers can get that kick in the butt is because we've seen it happen with Clerks. We saw it happen. So with Swingers, it's going to happen. Maybe that's a possibility. But if Clerks never happened, do we take the risk anymore? If Clerks doesn't happen, do we take risks like Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I was actually going to bring up Quentin Tarantino. You know, you're making a good point, and I'm not arguing with yeah, you I at feel all. You. Oh, no, I have you respect yeah. for all three of the people that we've just talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. And Kevin Smith, I mean, if we're talking about those three entities, that was my first love, was Kevin Smith. Same with me, dude. Clerks. Same Clerks changed the game for me. Changed I remember. I remember watching, I went to the video store, and I was like, oh, what's this? It sounds cool. I was trying to look, you know, check out some independent films, and it just seemed like something that would be cool to watch. I remember watching that movie and immediately calling all of my friends and scheduling like everyone came over and watched this movie. So yeah, this was it was a big impact. It's huge. And so, yeah, and then I'm not taking Amy. away anything from Kevin Smith. There's yeah. no Ben Affleck or Matt Damon. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not in the capacity that they are now. Remember, he produced Goodwill Hunting. There is no Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. He produced Goodwill Hunting. So I'm like, okay, this guy has his fingers all in the game, but he just didn't, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think nowadays gives Kevin Smith the flowers he deserves. There's so many things that would not exist right now if it wasn't for that dude. So I'm going, I get it. I'm going Kev Smith, but right now I think uh, he, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, someone being like, I like Chuck Berry, but Prince took what Chuck Berry did and just took it to a different level. That's what, you know, John Favs did. He took what Kevin Smith did and took it to a different level, you know? I can tell you off of like little brushes that I've had with both people in real life, Kevin Smith, when he walked by and I got to, you know, hey, kind of thing really quickly, I was like, oh my God, that's Kevin Smith. That's really fucking awesome. And I think that if two people were in the room and they said, look, you could talk to one of us, who are you picking? I probably would go with Kevin Smith because I think that my, my, uh, just my general personality and the things that I love, oh, he would dude. be able to be into a little bit yes. more. I don't know if humor. John Favreau would be, yes. I think there'd be more silence in yes. between sentences. You know what I mean? Yes. But it, yes. having met John Favreau in person and actually had a little time, like very quick, brief moment of time with him, I was so fucking starstruck. I was, it's, it's weird. It was a completely different vibe. I felt like, hey, Kevin Smith, you know, he's a friend kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my God, there's John Favreau. Oh, Does that make any sense I, at all? That makes total, like, I would also be, I'd interview John Favs like he's a star of some sort. Whereas if I sat with, I could imagine interviewing Kevin Smith for like four or five hours because we know more, we just are, we have so much to ask about and we'll just start talking like normal creative people just normal people talking to each other i don't totally. think it would ever get normal with johnny faz because he can't be normal he can't be talking to normal people because of the circle he's in it's nah, like he could be normal i mean uh, like have you ever watched him on the chef the chef show oh no yeah I granted believe, he's around his peers and whatnot yeah. but he seems like a pretty down-to-earth guy i totally believe he is however if i'm like hey um, you're in Fresno, come to the crib. I would not even hesitate with Kevin Smith. Wouldn't hesitate. I think Kevin Smith would be like, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable Brooklyn to Rome. Let's do it. Because he just seems like that guy. Where it's just like, I remember, he never, for, in my opinion, and I might be wrong about Kevin Smith, 
it just never seems like he's lost touch with where he was from. He never lost it. He still goes, he doesn't have to do evening with or those, those uh, Hollywood Babylons or those Batman, Fat Man on Bat. He doesn't have to do that anymore. He does it because he loves talking to people that like him and hearing what their opinions are. He likes that interaction. Johnny Fab doesn't necessarily need that because he's like, how about I dictate what you like and just like this thing that I've made because it's so amazing. Whereas it seems like Kevin still wants his fingers in the what's new, what's happening, what's what's going on here, what's, what's, what's at the ground level. Like, I mean, dude, I just love the guy. I'm never going to not love Kevin Smith. I've got that thing for Johnny Fabs too, though, man, because like we could talk food. Oh, there we and go. I would be like in heaven be. talking food with this cat, you know? But I yeah, would, yeah, I get it. I think they're both amazing people, to be quite Talk. honest with you. Anyway, hey, real quick. Yes. Yeah, I got one more thing before we go. And it's going to be quick because what I'm about to talk about is a two and a half hour movie. But earlier this week, it was the one thing that I got to go out and see because oh, yeah. I've been so busy. Yeah. I got to see Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And not only did I see it in the theater, I saw it in something called Screen X, which is brand new to me. Now, we walked by when we went and saw Parasite. We walked by the Screen X theater. Yeah. And I said, hey, man, let me go in there and check it out real quick. When I went in there, they were playing Terminator, and it was just showing the, the normal screen. So I saw nothing different. I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm not here at the right time. I got to experience it this week, and dude, it's fucking awesome. I love Screen X, man. You are a user of Unlimited, Regal Unlimited, right? I am. So, so you can check these movies out for four bucks. There's a surcharge. You know, you can't get everything free with Regal Unlimited, but I don't know what they're charging by itself. Because I'm saying, like, if you go to a 4DX movie, that's like $21 at the, at the door. Yeah, if you go to one Screen X film, you've paid for your Regal Unlimited. Really? Yeah, I don't know exactly how much that is, but certainly for um, 4DX. But this is different because, okay, I'll tell you, with 4DX, I don't like all the motion kind of thing. I'm, I don't get motion sickness. It, it's just jarring. It's annoying, yeah. What it's very jarring. Something, yeah. It just didn't, it wasn't for me. I get okay. it, and I wanted to try it out, but it really wasn't for me. Gotcha. Now... Screen X is a whole different story because I, I don't know exactly like the the science behind it, but I'll tell you what at least my impression of it was. So when you're watching a Screen X movie, you're looking at the screen and the walls on the sides are now the same. They're painted the same color as the screen. There's no designs on the wall. I'm, okay. I'm referring to Edwards Theater. I know it's a local thing, but you know how they're all like they have yes. wall, whatever you want to call it on the wall, these designs and whatnot because all of the rooms are themed. Yes. This one is just gray walls. So you walk in there and the movie starts and you're just watching like 900 minutes of trailers, of course. But when they finally get down to it, they do a demo of Screen uh, screen X. It's crazy because it's much like what we were talking about with the televisions. They're going to put their top game in there to really show you what this thing can do. Right. So they what happens is you're not only watching the main screen, there's projectors on the walls now. So. What it looks like to me is that they film the movie for a standard 2D audience, but they also do something else where they're filming like the peripheral part of it as well. Okay, okay. And so you get that. You get three screens. The two walls now become screens, and it just gives you so much more you know, to, to watch, and it's phenomenal. I think that I kind of only want to see good movies this way now. Like for Star Wars, there's no way I'm not seeing Star Wars in Screen X. It's amazing. But the demo part... I'm going to let you guys know right now, if you get motion sickness or you're easily nauseated by stuff like that, it can mess with you a little bit because I don't get motion sickness, but the demonstration that they show 
Think of like, uh, oh God, I'm telling you to think of something. I can't even think of the name, the damn movie. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, uh, Inception is what I'm looking for. You know how everything turns? Yeah, I would have loved to see that there. It's cool, but I had to be like, whoa, for a second. Like I had to find my bearings when I was watching it. So it's, if you're motion sensitive, I don't know if it's for you, but if you're okay with that kind of thing, check out Screen Edge. It's phenomenal. As far as the movie goes, I'll talk about that real briefly because I know you got to get out of here. But Ford versus Ferrari, I'll read you the synopsis. American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle the corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford and challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. They both turn in such great performances, man. I mean, I kind of like Matt Damon and everything. And honestly, I'm a little hit or miss with Christian Bale sometimes. I don't know if that's more because I don't, I know he's the kind of person that will blow up on somebody and I don't appreciate that. But he is so good in this as Ken Miles. Basically, what it is is that you have Carol Shelby, who is the owner of Shelby Automotive, or I think it's called Shelby Automotive. And they, he was a former race car driver, but now they're into building cars. The company of Ford, it's now uh, Henry Ford Jr., he's in charge of the company now. He's working with Lee Iacocca, John Barenthal. Who's great. You know, that's the thing about like uh, when you see him pop up in movies now, you're like, oh, well, there he is. You know, John Bernthal is going to be in the movie for like two seconds playing someone's brother or something. And he just goes away. He's done this in several movies this year. What it is, is that Lee Iacocca tries to set this deal up with um, Ferrari. And he's like, hey, listen, you guys are kind of going under right now because you're you're building. You're not building enough cars. No one's buying them as fast as you want them to. Maybe we can hook up together and and form Ford and Ferrari as this union. And then, you know, but the only problem is we want like your rights to racing. Like you wouldn't be able to just race and, and do all that kind of stuff. And Ferrari's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go with another company. And they ended up going with Kia. Then it becomes this game of challenge of like, can we beat Ferrari? And they build this amazing car. And that's just, the, that's like the good part of it. It's one of those odds beating movies. But the character that Ken Miles has, and I'm talking about, uh, of course, <clears throat> Christian Bale, excuse me, my voice is starting to go. He's just so good in it, man. And you're rooting for him. And he's that guy that kind of rubs people the wrong way and everything. But Carol Shelby, in other words, Matt Damon, really believes in him. And he fights for him the entire time. Uh, it's a great movie. It's like two and a half hours long. It doesn't feel like two and a half hours long. And there's just there's a lot that goes into this one that I think people are really going to enjoy. I think this is a movie that everyone should see. Even if you're not like a gearhead, which I'm not, I had so much appreciation for the visuals and, and the science behind it and everything that it just made for a really interesting movie. Now, back to the Screen X, though. Watching that in Screen X, because it'll, it'll like turn off every once in a while, and then you're just watching like the regular screen. When they turn those screens on for the racing scenes, it is phenomenal. But it, it's just a fantastic movie. So I, I'm kind of cutting this down quite a bit because we ran a little longer than we can, and I know Steve's got to get out of here. But I will say this, folks. Ford versus Ferrari... It's going to be up there. It might be nominated. I'm not going to place it oh, as far wow. as it's good, dude. I'm telling you, I really, really enjoyed this movie. It's directed by James Mangold. Uh-huh. It's just a great movie. I watched it late. I'd never go to the movies late at night. I got out of that mug at like 1230 and I was jazzed. I was just I just thought it was so good. I don't know how much of the screen X played into that, but the story itself is fantastic. I'm not going to place it as far as where I think this movie ranks in my movies of the year kind of thing. But I do feel like this movie is going to be nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if it's going to get it or maybe it's just going to be the acting, but you will see Ford versus Ferrari at the Oscars for sure. I guarantee it. As far as the rating goes, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a very solid four out of five thrown wrenches. That is strong. 
It's a solid movie, man. It okay. really is. But I'm, but I'm not placing it yet. I, I just can't do that just yet. I have to think about it a little bit more. That's a strong rating, sir. Hey, can't man, a good movie out. is a good movie, sir. Okay. All right. Ladies and so, gentlemen. Check it out. That is Ford versus Ferrari. Check it out in your nearest theater. People, the next voice you are going to hear is the man Dan himself. I love y'all um, so much. Thank you for making our... Not only the listening audience, but our community. Incredible. Love every single one of y'all. Next voice you're going to hear is Dan. Peace out. That's it for me too, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Episode 90 approacheth. Like I said, guys, it's going to be a big year for us. And we are looking forward to meeting a lot of you in C2E2 and getting to know our new listeners and giving you so much more content on Patreon. This is a big time for us, and we're in the process. We're always changing, but we're in the process of really doing some growth right now, and I hope you guys come along for the ride. That said, my voice is going, so I'm going to stop talking. My name is Dan Ramirez. That is Steve Hudson. We are the Heroes of Noise. Ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace.